News Radio 840 WHAS. And in a word, brrr, it has been a cold week. Good morning and hope it's a little bit better. Probably not. Weather, eh, not going to be all that good. Sunday for you. In the studios, we got a lot to go to. Let's get to it. In the studio, in for Randy Rocky, Eddie Sexton. Now, Eddie is over at Swan Financial. I know him well and a great guy, and they do a great job over at Swan Financial. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. Eddie's direct number is 753-1340, and Swan does a great job getting loans done and closed. In fact, they just did one for my middle daughter, Lauren. So thank you for working with her. She loves the fact that she was able to get that closed. Also here from uh, another great institution from Limestone Title and Escrow, Lee Harris, who's legal counsel, also uh, was former legal counsel for the uh, Real Estate Commission years ago and knows her thing and knows what she does. And Lee, welcome to you. Thank you for having me. And uh, her number is 649-7964. Now, you may have uh, been experiencing the same problem my wife Sandy and I did uh, this week, frozen pipes. Uh, for us, it turned out it was a, a water meter, but for a lot of other people, thousands of other people, they were hit by frozen pipes and, and the like. And on the line is an old friend of our show who's been on with us before. I asked Jack Graham, who owns Pacific Plumbing, to join us this morning as first to find out what to do in case we get hit with another cold spell and then some other tips. So, Jack, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. Yep, thanks for having me, Bob. All right. First, what we should know is where our water shutoff valve is, correct? Okay. So the number one thing to know about freezing pipes, we can, we can do a lot of preventative measures uh, to stop it from freezing. The number one thing to know, in my opinion, and it's arguable, is to know where your main water shutoff is. Yep. That way, uh, if you're not able to prevent it at pipe first, you can at least prevent major catastrophic damage. Right. Uh, preventative measures. Uh, number one, let a little bit of water drip from your faucet on the hot and cold side. You can do this on just one faucet, and basically that gets the water moving inside the pipe. Uh, moving water takes much colder temperatures to freeze, so that's the idea behind that one. All right. Um, if you have a trouble area that you know uh, consistently freezes every winter, you want to leave your cabinet doors open to that, allowing a heat source to get in there. Um, keep those pipes a little bit warmer that way. You can also use space heaters as well um, in known areas, but you got to be careful with those because they, they can be dangerous. Um, before the winter begins, you should always disconnect all your hoses and shut off your outside hose bibs mm-hmm. at the shutoffs inside your house. Um, also, if you're going out of town or headed out for a weekend trip, keep the heat on to your house. Don't turn it down too low. Uh, that seems to be a consistent problem and happened a couple of customers of mine this past week. So, yeah, yeah just to uh, to summarize, know where your main water shutoff is. Let a little bit of water drip from a faucet. Open cabinets where you have trouble areas. Disconnect hoses and shut off the hose bib inside. And that's about all you can do to help prevent it. All right, Jack, just double back for one more reason, uh, one more thing for you. You mentioned the dripping of the water so does that mean a steady stream? Does that mean like a blip, blip, blip? How much water should we be wasting, I mean, It's obviously, in, a, in an attempt to save the pipes from freezing? Sure. And this isn't something that you need to do on a daily basis. But like with the temperatures we had this past week, it's a good idea to do it. So spending that extra money on the water is going to save you a lot in potential damages. But a small stream, uh, a little bit more than a drip, but a small stream, not full flow or anything like that, uh, should 
should help prevent it. Great. Again, that is Jack Graham. He owns Specific Plumbing. If you want to get in contact with him for more tips or if you need a plumber, he's a great guy. He's done work for me, and I recommend him very highly. You can reach him at 502-817-8351. Again, 817-8351. Jack, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the tips. I know you've been a very busy guy. I know you're going to continue to be busy this this season. Take care. Yep, thanks for having me, Bob. All right, buddy. Be good. All right, so that said, let me tell you, it has been already a really tough week for a lot of people. You know, you, Lee, your, your pipes froze as well, right? Yes, they did. Okay. And Eddie, yours, you escaped any potential problems? I have so far, but I think I'm going to go home and turn my faucet on. Yeah. Turn, you should. Right. It, well, <laughs> it, when it gets below freezing, that's a good tip. I mean, it really yep. is number one tip. Okay. Um, a little later on in the show, some remodeling tips to help you bring more of a wow factor when you sell your home. First, we're going to the phones again, but this time with some of your questions. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is April. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what, what will the interest rate uh, hike do to home sales? So we had an interest rate hike by the Fed, which was the uh, short-term lending dollar in December. Correct. But that does not always mean that that's going to push up long-term mortgage rates. It's more about how it affects the bond market on those short-term hikes. So it's yet to be seen. Uh, we think that rates probably are going to push up a slight bit in 2018. But if the stock market actually retracts any, mm-hmm. then rates will come back down. So it's just to be seen. Got it. But right now, the rates are still hovering in the fours, the low fours, correct? Correct. FHA, we're still in the threes. And um, unconventional loans were in the very low fours. Good. All right. Well, that's good to hear. So, <laughs> thank you. I wish I wish you luck if you're thinking April you're buying a home and the rates may be going up where it's not affordable. Ah, you actually are in great shape because the rates are not too much uh, worse than they were last year. Back to the phones again. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Jennifer. I'm closing on a house um, in two weeks, and I wondered, why do I need to pay an attorney at closing when I take ownership? That's an interesting question. Lee, she's not really paying an attorney, is she? No. I mean, some people hire an attorney to represent them at a closing, but that's not typical in Kentucky or in Louisville. Um, You could pay someone to represent you at closing if you have concerns, but typically you're just paying for your closing costs. That's someone to prepare the deed, to handle the closing documents, all of that, make sure uh, the mortgage is released. And that person is, uh, you know, of course, the buyer and the seller are both paying fees, mm-hmm. but they're really representing the lender. Got it. So understand the uh, the closing attorney is a needed item when it comes to a mortgage. Uh, and let's face it, there's a lot of paperwork. And yes. the bank wants to make sure that the paperwork is all done to its f- filled out, dotted and teased. And in some cases... Lee, some mortgage companies even require before you disperse funds and actually say everything's done that you uh, copy and scan back the documents that have been signed to double check. Oh, yes, absolutely. We have to send back the documents before funding will happen. So let me ask you a question. Between you, Eddie, myself, and everyone listening, do you get insulted as an attorney when you have to send them back to the bank? I mean, don't they trust closing attorneys enough where they... They say, listen, we hired a closing attorney to do the job. I mean, does it, do you feel? No, like- we don't get insulted because, you know, it's, 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 it's easy. And with there's 50 pages there for some 
some line not to be signed or some date not to be put in. So it's good for everybody to have a double checker. All right. Very politically correct uh, position (laughs) there. If you want to see some of the videos that we produce for our sellers, our Medley Secular team, uh, sellers, Secular Medley team sellers and buyers, you want to head to LouisvilleHomesTV.com. Again, www.LouisvilleHomesTV.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Secular, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hey, Bob. This is Victoria. Um, I was paid by the insurance company to replace the roof on my house seven years ago. I did just make some smaller repairs. Will that cause a problem when I sell the house? I presume that you didn't replace the roof when you were paid to do it uh, years ago. And that's not such an unusual problem. Well, I should say not such an unusual result, especially if you need the money and the the insurance company gives you the money, but you do repairs instead of replacing it. Now, Lee and Eddie, I know you're not versed on this, but when I heard this question come in, I contacted a friend of mine, Teresa Holthauser, who is with the American National Insurance Company, and I asked her about Victoria's question. No, there won't be any problems with it uh, unless he keeps the house. If he keeps the house and there's... Another claim filed, the company will not pay him again to replace the roof. But the fact that he has sold the house, does that mean he's got no problem? No problem, because the company's not going to come back to him and and ask him why he didn't replace it, you know, because he doesn't own the house anymore, and it's not going to affect the new owners because they have a different insurance company. It's not going to affect anything. Right, and I would suggest to anybody who is do, has done this, uh, to very carefully, because you don't want to open up a, Pandora's box here. But be aware that that's always a possibility. And if you have any questions, ask a friend who might be someone in the insurance industry, not necessarily your insurance person who's got the insurance on your house, if you get what I mean. You don't open up that, am I right? You don't want to open up Pandora's box there. But just say, hey, I heard Bob on the radio talking to somebody and she said that they had been paid, but. You get your own opinion. Again, obviously, everyone's got their own opinion. Teresa's pretty good in this, but I would never want you to go forward doing something that was not correct. So get your own opinion on that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, some renovation tips to help boost the value of your home when you go to resell it. And let me just tell you, we expect a monster year in terms of real estate with the number of homes going on the market and the number of homes of buyers who are going to be purchasing those homes. By the way, you can see what sellers are saying about us. You can go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That's www.LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. And take a look at some of the videos from people who have um, used us to help sell their home. In the studio, Eddie Sexton, who is with Swan Financial, in for uh, Randy Rocky. You can reach Eddie at 753-1340. Also, Lee Harris, who is over at Limestone Title and Escrow. They did great jobs in closing. You can reach Lee at 502-649-7964. And, of course, you can reach me anytime if you are looking to buy or sell. We've got a great team, and we sell a lot of homes. You can reach me at 376-5483. You're listening to Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
this is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokola. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Forty WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sekoler from the Sekoler Midley team over at Remax Properties. He's here with you over the next fifteen or so minutes, and we thank you, Barbara Corcoran, for your help and your endorsement. We uh, we love working with you. Uh, you of course can see her uh, every once in a while on Shark Tank. She does a pretty good job over there. We were talking about uh, ways to boost the resale value of your home. By the way, in the studio, Eddie Sexton from Swan Financial at seven five three one three four zero. And then Lee Harris with Limestone Title and Escrow at 649-7964. So, folks, if you are thinking about selling down the road, and it may not be this year, it may be eh, three, four years down the road, you want to put together a map of projects that you would do and some that you don't want to do when it comes to selling your home. So, for example, one thing that you want to do if it's in need of replacement or even fixing is address the entry door. Because remember, the entry door is one of the very first things that you see as a potential uh, buyer walking into the house. And that's it. So in other words, if it's scratched, if uh, if it's wood, you want to make sure the stain is and it's pristine, if not replace it. The other thing that you might want to do, and I see this on a regular basis when I go to visit, visit homes to potentially list and then sell, is if the concrete walkway between the driveway and the front door if that walkway is broken up or is at different levels because it's heaving up or down, that needs to be addressed. And there are some companies that are out there that you can use. And we've got one that Brian O'Rear, who's with Home Team Inspection, and I have talked to and used on a regular basis. 
and you can call me at 376-5483, and we'll tell you who this is. But they'll come in, they do an injection of concrete under the, the area that's falling away, and it will bring it back to norm, which is great. So that's another thing. You want to replace siding if it looks bad. Look, Walk around your house. If you see that you're, and of course this is on a warmer day, if you see that the, there's cracking going through the brick or the mortar around the brick, you need to what's called tuck point it. And there are people, we've got people we can help you with as well, people who will go out and actually do that for you. And if it's going through the brick, just note it's a little more serious than just going around the brick because it's put more stress on the brick. That could be a sign of a problem. If you're thinking about it, we've got, we got a client who had a deck. They lived with this deck for seven years, and it was in need of a replacement, but they just never used it, which I, to me that's kind of shocking. Well, of course, the buyers, every buyer that went through the house said, this deck is in trouble. It was not built properly. So guess what? They're putting in a new deck. It's part of the new house that they're selling, and they sold it. And um, just note that if a deck is falling apart or has wood that's breaking apart, you want to address that because it's a safety issue, especially if kids are having friends over. You've got friends over. They go out on the deck, and a board breaks. you got a problem there. Think about replacing a garage door. And also, one of the first things that sells a home is a wow factor in the kitchen. So if you're going to do something, put some money, put it in the kitchen. It might be upgrading your countertops, like making them granite where there might be just Formica now. It might be putting in, uh, not a, you don't have to put a very expensive stainless steel appliance package in, but if you're going to replace one or two appliances, think about replacing all of them so they're all matching and they're all stainless steel. That is a trend. So far, not so much on the black stainless. Have you guys seen this black stainless steel? Yes. It's no. out there. It's, it's just a darker stainless steel. They call it black stainless steel. It may be a trend. It may not be. It's kind of cool looking, but at this point, I'm not seeing everybody gravitate to it. So those are some of the things that will help you as we go forward here in 2018. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sikolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Franny. Yeah. And I've just sold my home, and I'm getting ready to purchase my next home. What can I do to lower my interest rate on the next home that I'm purchasing? So, Eddie, this is a great question for a lot of people who are thinking about potentially buying a home or have sold and now thinking about buying. How can they get the best interest rate out there? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's a good idea to shop and make sure that you're looking at a couple of different options. Um, also, the lower term you take out, the better interest rate you can get as well. So usually see 30-year quotes, 30-year uh, mortgage quotes. And if you go down to a 20 or a 15, you can get a better interest rate than you can on a 30-year mortgage. But your monthly mortgage is going to be higher because you're paying the loan off faster. What it about is. credit rating? How does that impact the the potential buyer's um the financing uh, situation when they're going in for a mortgage? Well, there are lots of variables, including yeah. credit rating, down payment, loan amount. There's uh, several variables on how that's going to affect your interest rate. And you know, the higher credit rating, the more money down, and the higher loan amount are all factors in getting you a better interest rate. So I guess the answer on this for you, Franny, is to address the number of things. Keep your credit rating high, as high as possible, which means paying off credit card bills than any regular bills that you might have, correct? Correct. And generally a 720 plus is going to get you the best rate mm -hmm. and you start getting below 720 and your rate starts to be affected depending on how much lower you go below 720. There's those free credit report rating things that you can do. Is that legit? Well, it's a, it, it's a little um, 
difficult to judge on those because they use a different scoring model than we do when we pull a mortgage uh-huh. credit report. So lots uh-huh. of times people will come to me and they'll say, I've got a credit rating of 740. And if we pull a mortgage, it might be below that number significantly because they use a different model. Got it. So those are some things that to consider. Better credit rating, pay off bills, be current on all your debt, which is also very important. So good luck on that. If you're looking to buy or sell, you want to use a, a, an agent or team that's got a good track record, like a credit rating. You want your track record to be good. May I suggest you go to Zillow? Not so They're not so good on giving you Zestimates because that's information they don't really have because they're pulling it off a variety of sources. But they do have a really good review system. And if you want to see what the reviews are on our team, myself and our team, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's www.LouisvilleZillow.com, and you'll see what, what people are saying about us. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Kim. Yeah. Um, I plan on buying a new home in the $500,000 price range in 2018. Will the new tax plan hurt me? That's that new tax plan that has it officially gone into effect yet? We got everything signed off on. Yeah, I think yeah. we are. We, you know, I heard. You know, oh, they're going to repeal. No, I don't think so. So, who do either of you? I do. Eddie, good. Yeah. Okay. So, the only mortgage um, that's going to be affected by um, a, not being able to write off all the interest are mortgages over seven hundred and fifty thousand. So, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand is not going to be affected at all. So if your mortgage amounts above seven hundred fifty thousand, they're going to limit your interest rate write-off to the first, the, just the seven hundred fifty thousand. And we should point out, if the house is worth a million and the mortgage is only seven hundred fifty thousand, it's all it, you're you're fine. That's correct. not a problem. That's correct. Because there were some real concerns about that. And there was a second phase on this. Is there um, second homes? Is that affected as well? If someone has a vacation home, I'm not I, sure, Bob. And there's yeah. also something else regarding second mortgages, the home equity lines of credit. Yeah. We're talking about not being able to d- deduct those, but I don't have all the details to give you a good answer. They're just that. filtering out now. So right. it's the old thing that everybody signed off on. Lee, do you have any input on that? The uh, home equity lines supposedly can still be deducted as long as it was to improve the home. If it's uh. for something else, then no. So for a vacation or a new car, not right. so good. Right. Right. Got it. All right. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sikoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Good morning. Hey, Bob. This is Hannah. Yes. Uh, I'm really good friends with my neighbors, but I have to move for work reasons. My neighbors are asking me to refuse buyers who, mm-hmm. how should I say this, yeah. that they might not like. Mm. Can I do that? Ooh, that... So that's a really easy question for us to answer, Lee. Yes. Well, uh, it sounds like what you're saying is that there may be some um, issues with fair housing. Fair, fair housing it means that you cannot refuse to sell a property to a person because of protected classes such as religion, age, gender, race, national origin, um, those type of things, disability, familial status. So if it has to do with any of those categories, then no, you're not legally allowed to do that. Yeah, and I understand that your neighbor may want that, and you may want to try to help your neighbors, but you need to know on this, Hannah, that ethically and morally, real estate agents, attorneys, loan officers, uh, and a, a lot of other people in the industries that surround us are held to a really high standard. And we believe, Lee, and you, since you were on the uh, council, uh, legal counsel to the uh, Real Estate Commission years ago, uh, you may have heard this, that we as real estate agents believe that we're being tested 
We just don't know it. Right. That there's somebody out there who may be calling us and saying something and seeing what our responses are. So any agent who would say to you, Hannah, oh, I can help you screen for something like that, there's there's something wrong there because as agents, we have to uh, go to uh, yearly training and then we have uh, yearly, um, was it every four years we have to go for our ethics? Two, every two years. Two years uh, for updates. So it's it's almost, folks, that we are just held to these standards and we don't we don't want to insult or hurt anybody intentionally for sure. But just so you know on this, Hannah, um, you can tell your neighbors if they ask, he says, look, you can tell them, listen, uh, talk to Bob on the radio. And he explained that there's nothing that they can do because it's part of the law that we treat everybody equally. And, and that's important. And as a seller, Hannah, you're held to that same standard as well. You are. Yep. All right. Hey, uh, just a reminder, if you'd like to see the future of home photography, you want to head to Louisville3D.com to sell your home. You need more than just ordinary pictures. And we can show you what the difference is between average and then really good pictures. And then what we do with taking the photography to a whole new level. You can see it for yourself at Louisville3D.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hey, Bob. It's Liz. Yeah. Uh, I live in Norton Commons. I have a house here that we've been in for seven years, and our we've had a lot of problems with it. Um, our contractor has said that there have been many issues, and we're just wondering, is there anything we can do, any recourse against the builder? Okay. So on this, Lee, what recourse does a homeowner um, who has purchased a home um, and has problems what can they do to go back against the builder? Well, it depends on uh, the time, le- to time frame. Um, if it's a negligence issue, you have one year from when you knew or should have known. Um, if it's a breach of contract issue, then you have 10 years. So um, it would depend on what kind of problems you're having. Was it uh, something that the contract was not fulfilled or is it something that they did negligently? If that's the case, you've probably outlasted your statute of limitations on those claims, but you may still have some breach of contracts or warranty claims Um if it's something that's less than 10 years. So I'm going to give you not a hypothetical, but a real-life situation that just occurred this past week that I learned about. Um, We know of somebody who built a home in a very affluent neighborhood. The master bedroom, the way it lays out, is on top of the garage, is above the garage. And it appears with the cold weather that the builder, because the house is only a couple of months old, the builder may not have ever put insulation or proper insulation in the garage at ceiling. Subsequently, the pipes in the master bathroom, which is still over the garage, froze. So what recourse, uh, the the owner, the new owners have called the builder, but at this point, the, um, the builder hasn't responded in kind, and at this point, this is also a second problem they had. They had mold issues occurring in the master bathroom as well. It looks like the, the tile hadn't been put in properly. You go to the Home Builders Association if the builder is a member of the Home Builders Association? Yes, if they're a member, you can go there, of course. And also if you have, you know, if it's less than a year and if it's a negligent issue or if it's in the contract that they were supposed to do certain things, put in certain things for this price, then it could be a breach of contract issue too. So as long as it's less than one year, a lot of your remedies are still there, including the home builders. And I would tell our listeners who are affected here, n- don't initially yell suit, lawsuit, lawsuit. Right. 
the first thing you want to do is contact the builder and then right. go write through, a letter. write a letter, contact the Home Builders Association, and yes. they should be builder, members of the Home Builders Association. And then you basically take it one step at a time. But ultimately, there should be some sort of fix, repair, because the house is only three or four months old at most. Sure. You need to notify them in writing, and then they have a right to cure. Does Does the owner uh, call you as an attorney to write a letter to the builder, or should they do it themselves? I think the best way to start out is for the owner to do it themselves and, and, and try to work it out amongst themselves, and I think most people do resolve it that way. Okay, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are having problems, and it may not be with the builder. It may be the the former owners, and they've taken possession in the past couple of years, and they're dealing with a problem now that they've never dealt with before, especially with the cold weather we've had this, this past week, so who knows. Well, we are just about out of time. I want to thank all of our folks who are here in the studio. Of course, Eddie Sexton, who is in for uh, Randy Rocky, who has the uh, day off uh, over at Swine Financial, and Eddie's direct number is 7531340. And Lee Harris, uh, legal counsel, limestone title and escrow, 6497964. And of course, you can reach me anytime, Bob Sekuller, at 3765483. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.